Hi everyone, please join us on another episode of the podcast Anecdote. Today we will be talking to Losolini, who is uh, a Furman student from Fiji, and we'll be talking about her country's sustainability values and how she tried to manage that value and the American values. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, thank you very much for participating in this Shy Institute podcast fellow. We're very excited to have you with us. Uh, first of all, can you please introduce yourself to our audience, starting with your name, where you're from, which year are you in, and what are you plan- planning to major in? Um, so my name is Lo. My name is Loslini, but I usually go by Lo. Uh, I'm from Fiji, and I'm a freshman, and uh, I think my potential ma- major would probably be business administration or economics. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I see that you are originally from another country. Uh, may I know where did you go your high school at? Um, okay, so I'm from Fiji, but uh, at the age of 14, I went to Singapore for high school and I spent um, six years in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, the school is called United World College. And yeah, just, just the story of my high school. I see that you like, try, you know, decide to come to Furman all the way from Fiji and coming all the way to Furman is such a big decision to make. May I know why you chose Furman? Yeah, so um, it's quite funny actually, cause I chose Furman cause of the weather. <laughs> um, so where I'm from, I'm Fiji. I mean, I stayed in Fiji all my life and then I moved to Singapore and both those countries, the weather is very sunny and temperature is always constant. Um, and I think, that's kind of like one of the main reason I came, especially to the part of like the South Carolina part, but I also chose Furman because I really like the academics uh, side of it and just like the alumni um, connection and this and the resources um, specifically that are available in school. And that's kind of like another reason that I chose the school because I feel like they kind of like have the strong ground that can help me to kind of just like, I don't know, find a career or be yeah be successful in the future i agree i think Furman is a great school and definitely from an advantage will help you after you graduate from college uh thank you for sharing that with us and today we're going to talk about your understanding of sustainability as an international student perspective uh i'm sure from a different culture and background will definitely impact your uh, understanding of sustainability can you please start us off by telling us when was the first time you heard the word sustainability and how do you define it personally? Um, okay, so I think the first time I heard about that word is probably in Singapore, um, but that does not mean I have like backgrounds or like I heard about it before. I think I kind of like understand the idea when I was in Fiji, but the, the term especially, I kind of like know that in Singapore. But I feel that I understood the concept uh, back at home because my country is kind of like one of the countries that always affected by climate change. Mm-hmm. And we are the country, I mean, and also as together as a nation, we always turn back, try to like fight and conserve for the environment. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, um, like trying to fight against the climate change and minimize it, it's kind of like one of our priority. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of like understood Mm-hmm. the big principle or the big idea of sustainability but then when I went to Singapore mm-hmm. um 
they're very much like focused, like primarily focused also on like sustainability and climate change and global warming and how we all as people need to fight for that. Um, and that's where I kind of like, I feel in Singapore, it gives me the opportunity to become more aware and at the same time, give me the opportunity to take action. Whereas in Fiji, I was just basically, I, I was knowledgeable about it, but it, it does not, I don't really have a lot of resources to help me kind of like take action. Yeah. But yeah, um, and I think when I was in Singapore, it kind of gave me like a kind of idea of sustainability and what sustainability is. And I mean, to my experience and I don't know, in my own words, I probably think like sustainability, it's probably like, I don't know, just changing your habits and be more aware and responsible on how to kind of just like not only save the environment, but I don't know, it can be talk about like, we can be talking about energy usage or just like how we operate as a society and just how to, we can minimize our carbon footprint and save, keep our, um, our world green and yeah. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned uh, climate change, you know, uh, protests that happen in your country. Can you tell? Can you tell me that what kind of in actions do you think impact, you know, climate change back in your country? Is it like maybe using a lot of plastic, uh, or maybe using a lot of um, car energy? It could also be like not being able to prevent food waste or not having the knowledge mm -hmm. to recycle, etc. Um. Thank you for rephrasing that question. Now I kind of like get an understanding of it. Um, <clears throat> I think back in Fiji, the kind of the big problem is that people does not really know um, or like, I don't know. I think they're not aware, especially because I mean, people in the rural areas and I'm from a rural place. I don't think they really know what, what methods to take to kind of just like, you know, um, minimize or you know be more green uh, in your life so therefore they they don't since they're not really aware they just do whatever they want without being consciously aware that they're affecting the environment and the world um so for example they would i mean the most thing i think it's very common in the life of every fijian household is the use of plastics um everybody would use plastic and they would not use shopping bags for shopping so they're literally their plastic weights increase 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 um and they would like i don't know but they tend to you know when you cook and then you want to light up the fire and then you light up the plastic to kind of just like start it that they they tend to do that a lot and it's very unhealthy especially for your health and also for the environment but also since fiji as a country is not very developed it's developing so it's trying to kind of like reach the standards of like a developed country um you know and it's kind of, it since it want to reach the standard of uh, the economy it, it's bringing like more cars whereas like let's take japan for example they already reached that level and they're now looking at like solar um you know to be more green sustainable whereas fiji are very far away from that because they're still striving to be developed countries therefore they're kind of like in putting a lot of materials into the country that is quite harmful to our, our world and the environment too. Mm -hmm. I see. Thank you for uh, sharing that with us. Um, can we talk a little bit about your country's um, weather? Tell me, uh, describe to me the weather in your country, uh, if it is suitable <coughs> for growing plants and you know, <clears throat> you know, just keeping things preserved. Yeah, so 
the weather in my country in Fiji, it's very tropical. So that means it's a lot of sunlight um, and wind. We do not have snow, like we do not have this, the four season, but we, so our weather is basically constant throughout the year. And the only difference is that when it's winter time in the US, India, it would be raining, but there would, won't be snow. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the weather there is pretty much tropical weather and our country as a whole, it's very much like it has a lot of rainforest mm-hmm. and uh, rivers and waterfalls and those kind of like natural um, resources um, and what else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that answer your question? Yes, of course, thank you for sharing. Um, you Can you like also explain to us if there are any rules in your country that try to preserve you know, natural environments such as uh, plants, different biosity of uh, animal due to fear of extinction? A majority of their species that are native to my country are becoming endangered. Um, so they implemented rules that you cannot, villages or Fijian people, the, they cannot like kill them. For example, such species would be turtle, mm-hmm. sharks, and um, yeah, so they kind of imp- implemented those rules. And also there's a big rule. It's kind of like a tribe rule where the chief of a tribe say, okay, you guys are not allowed to touch any of this. For example, uh, touch this rainforest or touch this piece of like land or you know, you guys are not allowed to like fish in this ocean. So when those kind of rules implemented by the chief is laid down, um, people cannot do that. And that's kind of, people cannot like, you know, um, disturb those preserve areas and that's kind of a way to kind of like protect and nurture and bring uh, make out their the species and um the plants and everything uh grow back to normal and regain their population mm-hmm. um that's kind of a way we preserve things and i mean um from the government perspective i think they also implement some rules that you cannot cut down certain trees and if you're doing like clearing of land, there's certain like procedures or methods of cutting that you need to take. Um, and there's all the paperwork that needed to be done about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Uh, you talk a lot about, you know, uh, Fijians. Is that how you call your people from Fiji? Um, yeah, in the English vocab, it's Fijian, but in the Fijian vocab, it's Gitoke. Oh, I see. That's very interesting. So like, do you guys have different ethnicity, something like that? Um, what do you mean? Like different minority groups, you know? Um, oh yeah, absolutely. So Fiji is basically a multicultural country. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have Indians, Muslims, and um, Australians, Americans that resides in that country. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think like the residents and the um, and the citizens of the country are called it's okay that's what I've been referring to as um as Fijians but um when the rules are implement implemented when it comes to like conserving the environment and the natural resources of my country it applies to everybody mm-hmm. but the thing is since my country is um, a developing country and it relies in its economy relies more on agriculture and fisheries that will kind of lean more towards the citizens 
because they depend, they get the source of money from fishing and everything. So, yeah. I see. So like, just for clarification, when the government says, please preserve these type of, you know, plants or these areas, it would apply more to the citizens of Fiji rather than the foreigners or people who come to reside temporarily. Exactly. You got that right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So does it make it challenging for it, you know, to strike, to even like, you know, uh, follow the sustainability rules? I bet like if you have two different groups of people that follow and that doesn't follow, it makes it very hard, you know, for the country to proceed. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? Mm, I think because I think the thing is, I think um, why they're kind of leaning towards Fijian is because a lot of uh, people temporarily who resides there, they don't they don't do that. They don't like you know fish. They do not cut down trees. They basically there and I don't know what they were doing, but they don't like what the impact on the resources compared to the Fijians. It's less. Um, that's that's why the Fijians or like the it's okay um, the citizens and also they're people who reside the whole, I think, become citizen also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they tend to, uh, they need to follow these rules. And I think that's kind of like, I don't think it's easy from my perspective. I think it's hard since a lot of people do not really work, mm-hmm. you know, have a career, professional career, mm-hmm. and their career is like, I'm not saying that fishery is fishing is not career, but like, you know, that kind of career where you just rely on your natural resources and it's a bit hard for them to follow the rules implemented because that is the way they survive as a family and it's the source of their money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, I mean, from my time in Fiji, I think people actually listen to the rules since we need that supply uh, to keep, to just, well, we need to preserve that supply because we all rely on it as a citizen and we do not want it to be extinct because when it's extinct, we cannot survive anymore. We cannot make money or, you know, and I think one, I mean, my culture as a whole, it relies and it respect um, like the natural world. So we have like spirit animals and we have spirit trees and everything. And before um, the religion come into place, people actually worship uh, the natural world as their God. So that's kind of a way people respect. So, and they know that like, okay, when I do this, I need to do this in a moderation way and not go over that line. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think now more people are becoming more aware, especially in terms of like waste and everything. Yeah. It's very interesting how, you know, personal values and religion play like a big role in sustainability and I don't see it that much in other cultures Mm. it is very interesting thank you for sharing that with us Um, right now I would like to switch gears a little bit I want to ask have you ever done a project that focused on sustainability issues um I think yes absolutely I think in my time in Singapore I was really involved in sustainability um I think one of the biggest projects that I've that I well involved myself in was that I farmed and chaired um, my boarding house uh, sustainability committee. And we did some amazing jobs. Like we banned deliveries, we banned the use of plastic and uh, we educate more people in the community. 
And we, I think one of the biggest projects that we did and they still continue to do is um, like, you know, those boomerang bags, like we teach people how to sew them so that they can use it as a shopping bag. So it's basically one of the main um, action that we did was literally reduce our, our plastic consumption and our consumption as a whole as uh, consumers and people living in that community. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to implement, you know, or to repeat the same project back in your country? Yes, I kind of host some workshops. Um, I tried, but it did work well. I, I did some workshops and then I just basically raised awareness. So in these workshops, I would like, I don't know, present a couple of slides and then produce some facts and statistics and talk about like what is happening outside of Fiji and outside of my small community because in Fiji like you know since I said it's very rural especially where I come from so they do not have they do not have their advanced technology to uh, gather information or have access to information especially in regards to sustainability or climate change so um so yeah, I just, when I, when I went home every summer, I would kind of host workshops and then I just would encourage, um, like I, again, implement the boomerang bag situation from Singapore in there so that people can like, you know, um, make a habit to use shopping bags and just like implement uh, and integrate the reduction of uh, plastics in their everyday life. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. It means a lot. Um, just a little clarification on the earlier answer you give. You cried during, you know, that workshop that you hosted. Is it because of the response of the people? Mm, I think, yeah, I think it was a cry of happiness, I think. (laughs) Because just the rest, to see just the response. And then, I mean, I think one of the major explicit and vivid image that I kind of like get me into this emotional um emotional state was that I mean I was just you know standing there and talking and then there's just one grandma who came up to me and was just like thank you so much for whatever you're doing like this means a lot I'm just like I do not I know that you know I really want to make an impact but you know I was not expecting that kind of like reaction to it so I was just like become emotional but yeah it was great to see such great responses yeah thank you I'm sure like you know A lot of people are proud of you and thank you very much for the things that you do for the environment. Um, I want to ask one last thing. After you live in three different countries because you're in the U.S. right now, Mm -hmm. what what is like the most different method of sustainability do you think is effective? In here? I mean, throughout my experience? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, God question requires a bit of thinking Mm -hmm. um I think I mean to be honest it's kind of like unrealistic to say that we can change people mindset about sustainability in such a short amount of time but I think um just the work ethic and just you know keep on like grinding and getting awareness and sometimes I mean bringing awareness to people and sometimes you know it you need to be more authoritative about it um, in order to put that message out there. Um, and I think, I mean, one of the th- most things that I learned from, I mean, the journey, especially the sustainability journey you know, that I've been going, oh, yeah, going through is that like small steps matters. 
-hmm. and you know it makes a big difference and for example we could just say oh let's go clean up pick up rubbish in, in a bit somewhere um and oh let's like let's plan to reduce our consumption this week that kind of make like a really great impact so i think like we can have a big goal of what to achieve but i think in terms of like short term objective i think it's okay to like take small step and just like putting and pushing out that awareness and tell people no you should not do that <laughs> um yeah thank you very much for sharing that with us um i would like to ask do you have a plan you know to go back to your country and maybe authoritate those kind of actions that you mentioned earlier um yeah at some point in my life um but i think whenever i get a chance to go back home i always try to do something um you know use my experience outside i mean outside different countries and go there and implement it and see what people and try to kind of like you know put some new ideas um into the mindset of people um but in terms of like a long term thing i probably if i go back home i probably work in like the environmental and uh, fishery sectors of the government and and perhaps volunteer in some um environmental groups because mm -hmm. i mean i have a cousin who's been vol volunteering of um, a group called saving the saving the turtle or something and they've been doing great work so i'm just like okay maybe when i go this summer instead of like you know going and spend my entire summer with family i could just go say hi to them but then the rest of the summer i could be touring around fiji and giving awareness and yeah doing some work with some voluntary environmental groups thank you very much for sharing that with us and we will definitely look forward to seeing you doing that uh, in your own country which is fiji thank you very much for being with us and sharing your side of the story regarding sustainability My pleasure. thank you very much we really appreciate it and we look forward to your next chapter of 